Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Godzilla Roundtable. Today is our Easter special, and I am joined by... Tug here, once again. And Crash here, per usual. And like a dumbass, I forgot to say who I am, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye. And on this episode, we are discussing the 1961 classic, Mothra. Ooh, Mothra. Finally, our first show film outside of the Godzilla ones, right? Well, it depends depends on if you count half-human. Half-human. Okay, okay, we can say the show of Monsterverse, I guess. Yeah, but but I know I also like I I wouldn't count King Kong King Kong sleeps. I count that as like part of the King Kong stuff. So outside of Godzilla and Kong, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, extended Godzilla show verse. I don't fucking know. Whatever. This show <laughs> movie is called Mothra. So <laughs> all right. So Crash, what would you give Mothra out of ten? Uh definitely like a seven point five. I'd say it was a lot of fun movie. Oh, huh. yeah. Done. It's a solid 7 out of 10 for me. For me, it would be an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed this one. Nice, nice. I think, for <laughs> one, it was just a lot of fun to go back to the show or movies. Yeah. It's been a long time, so it felt really comfy. If that yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah. The good old days. Just checking out show. I feel like show movies are really relaxing for some reason. I would say so, too. Because, like, they're not, like, heavily, like, I don't know, violent, if that makes sense. They're really yeah. cool to get into. They're just very, like, yeah, easy to watch, I would say. Yeah. I really can't wait to show, like... Okay, let me, let me not spoil, spoil my summer plans, but there's one which is so relaxing to me in such a weird way, and it's such a perfect summer movie. I'll, I'll tell you once we're done, but <laughs> but good. if anyone if anyone can guess it, feel free to try to guess what I'm talking about. Anyways, Matra was directed by Shiro Honda, as usual, and... and of course, it had the returning Big Four, Tony Kotaku producing it. Actually, no, wait, there's not the Big Four this time because it's missing Kira Fukube. But you have Eiji Saburaya doing, doing special effects as well. This is a rare one where it's not done by, by Kira Fukube um, music-wise. The music in this one was done by Yuji Koseki. Hmm. Was he busy, I guess? I, I imagine Fukube was busy because I don't see why else. Or they might have just thought that he's his style didn't fit the movie because this movie is very unique from the other kaiju films in a lot of ways. So we'll get into. But before yeah. I do that, um, uh, what did you guys think of Ashiro Honda's direction this time around? Like I said, very comfy. It was nice going back to another Ashiro Honda directed movie. Feels mm-hmm. like a lot of his classic Showa stuff. Very consistent, a lot of fun, well paced, very enjoyable. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is very much Honda's usual style, which uh, is is praise. Um, it has that very fun vibe to it. This is definitely mm-hmm. more kind of like for fun movies. Yeah, lots of nice commentary there, but definitely just kind of good balance between like action and mm-hmm. uh, character moments. They yeah. really yeah. did it. I feel like Honda is such a consistent director in a good way. I feel like even the movies which he does, which aren't great, like Half Human, he always has a really good sense for visuals and how to make it look really good. And especially when you pair him up with a good script like here, that really melds together well and you get a really good, consistent product from him. Well, pro- I don't want to say pro, but a very good, consistent um, style of art to how he does his films. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really fond of. All right. Well, before we get into it more, 
something interesting something interesting with matra is that matra is not an original toho creation she was inspired by a short story which is not common with the toho stuff what it's really interesting how she's kind of grown beyond that to become i don't, I don't think many people would even like be really aware of the fact that she was from a short story yeah she's ingrained with toho and their monsters now one of the big five yeah, and the original story was titled The Luminous Fairies and Mantra, and it was published and, earlier. Yep, it was published earlier in 1961. It's like when Godzilla was always like the second name in his titles for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny too because in the art of the book, Mantra's a lot more horrifying looking than yeah. they made her. <laughs> Wouldn't that explain like all like. The, the American like packaging illustration where they think Mothra's like this disgusting creature. But, like, I wonder if that's cute. why. Because like, because like, look at this stuff. She's so much scarier in the book. Yeah, way creepy. Oh. <laughs> she looks like Megalon. Yeah. Megalon. Who am I saying? Megagirus? Megagirus. This is, yeah, Megagirus. Mm-hmm. Mega, mega whatever. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many Megas. But it's, a, but it's just it's just interesting to me how how even though she started out as, as like from this book, she ended up becoming way more than that, and it's way more known for her film appearances. Mm-hmm. Just a nice little um background detail, and also I feel like this is the first um a kaiju movie that's more fantastical than it is sci-fi based. Yeah, I would I would say so. Okay, this this movie <laughs> maybe it's just because we came off a lot of Kong movies, but it yeah. gave very big King Kong vibes. Just to start yeah. with this Uncharted Island. No one's like really been there before as much. Mm-hmm. They go there, they find weird, creepy stuff. Not as dangerous, but just that yeah. fantastical exploration vibe. Bringing something back that they shouldn't have ends up causing havoc to everything there. Yeah, like yeah. especially. Oh, oh, wait, go on, Tom. I was just gonna say, yeah, I feel a lot more grounded, more kind of like, like King Kong style than Godzilla. Yeah, and like it's interesting to me because like this is where it's like they don't really explain Mothra compared to other ones where it's like, oh, this is a awoken prehistoric animal, or oh, this is a mutated um, animal. Mothra just kind of exists, and she's very much implied to be some kind of mystical being, rather than like. A mutation or an ancient prehistoric animal, and it's definitely interesting because it really kind of set the tone for more fantasy stuff from Toho in that style later on. Definitely, be very important for a lot of stuff that would come later. It's interesting to see, and in this movie too, it's also like Mothra. Mothra is very different in her portrayal here than she is in I'd say yeah Godzilla movie. What's that? Which I think is a good, good lead to talk about the monsters because there's only yeah. one in this movie, obviously. Besides the humans, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but, humanity is the monster. But we'll but we'll get to them because there's a lot to say with the humans <laughs> there. So it's, I guess it's good to start with Mantra because you're right. I was thinking about it, and there's only ever been two other appearances where Mantra's even slightly antagonistic like this. One is Destroy All Monsters, where she's mind-controlled, so it's not really her fault. Yeah. And the other one is in Kingdom Monsters briefly when she first wakes up. <laughs> she's little, and that's she, it. She woke up early. They woke up better than that. She's a little mad. I'll be mad too. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, Crash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this one, she's on her own volition attacking 
a bunch of cities, fucking them up trying to find her children. I guess the fairies yeah. you could say. Yeah. It's cute how much she cares for them. Because I feel like in a lot of the movies, obviously, it's always like the fairies looking out for Mothra. Yeah. I think it's fun how in this one, it's like Mothra herself is looking out for the fairies. Yeah. To the, save them. the only other movie that kind of used that idea was some uh, Gods vs. Mothra in the 90s, the Heisei one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's, it was really interesting to see because Mothra is usually very heroic, heroic, very majestic, but here she's just like fucking up a lot of things, causing storms, yeah. storm buildings, cocooning on Tokyo Tower. Not the first time it'll get fucked up in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really it's really it's really interesting seeing this because we don't really get much of this Mothra at all, yeah. really. So it was cool to see that for itself. And also, I have to say, the special effects for Mothra in this one are really impressive. Like I think this Mothra larva is the best looking one from the Showa era. Because this is the one that doesn't look disgusting. You, <laughs> gross. Yeah, <laughs> this one. I think this one looks good. I have to compare it to the other ones, but I, but at a first glance, yeah, I definitely like it. The design a lot. They're very similar, but the slight changes here, yeah, are a little more appealing. Also, to me, I feel like this is the most fluid mantra moves in her adult form. I feel like, yeah, even really nice, like the way it, they flap. Yeah. Like, adult Mothra didn't show up that much in the show ever when you look at it. He only showed up in this one in Mothra vs. Godzilla and Ibra. But I feel like she was the most fluid here than the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Like, it's all in the way the wings move. Like, they don't just flap at, like, like one line, like, at a 90-degree angle. Yeah. Like, a little curves at the end of her wings when they're going up and down. It's really well done. Yeah. I Like, also, special effects-wise, while we're on the topic... The Shobajin just downsizing, it looks really good here as always. Like, I feel like that's probably the thing that impresses me the most. Special effects, because that's such a hard thing to do, I feel like. Especially without CGI. Really well. I mean, like yeah. I said, I was really caught off guard by that effect in Mothra vs. Godzilla. And here it's done to the same. Done just as well, I would say. It looks really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, the effects are really impressive here. But, Ton, um, uh, do you have anything to say about Mothra in this one? Yeah, Mothra was really great. Uh, I agree with you guys. Um, I really loved her um, larva form. It was cute. <laughs> the, the rampage scene was really cool. Mothra doesn't really get those in the, her later movies, so it's fun. Yeah. She's more mellow, usually. Yeah. So it's nice to kind of see her going off. <laughs> And then I, I really like her adult form in this. It's not quite as like dramatic as in um Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah. But um I do like how it still feels like huge and she feels mm-hmm. really, really powerful and she's just wrecking stuff. Yeah. And there's there's what interests me also with this mantra is there's some things here which just don't really come back later. Like using sound to attract her to places, like when at the end when they have to like get her attention, they use sound to drive her. And also the fact that her symbol is her name, I don't think that gets brought up again ever. Like no. her symbol comes back, no. but, but but they never use it as oh oh that's Mantra's name just in the infernal language. They don't really bring that back. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised about that. That's like an interesting like unique thing to her that they could have used. Like I could have easily imagine like in Destroy Monsters that could have been like a way they tried to get Mothra back or something. Yeah, but. I I I, I, don't, I don't know. It's weird because in the end, I mean, obviously the movie we saw afterwards weren't like hampered by the fact that they didn't use this. I yeah, think, like added a little something to help tie her back to her original movie. Yeah. Though I though I did realize something interesting though. And speaking of something that came back later, I was kind of wondering if the reason why the fairies in the anime trilogy don't talk initially at first 
is because in the Mockter movie here, they don't talk at first either. They have yeah. to learn the language. I wonder if that... It squeaks. <laughs> I wonder if that was inspired by this. You know, maybe. That's an interesting thing. Like, they had to learn the language first, obviously. Just kind of listen. Yeah. They picked up pretty quick, though. I mean, yeah. they didn't live there at all. <laughs> it's pretty fast. But yeah, that was an interesting aspect to it. And then, <laughs> one kind of funny thing in hindsight is like, how mm-hmm. in this one, they're like being exploited, like being used like for like live shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I forget which one was it. It was after Mothra versus, but then it just like on like national news TV, just like Cassie talking about like <laughs> Mothra and shit. Well, well, they're probably getting paid for that. So I don't know. Maybe oh, I know. Like... It was just funny to me. Like, yeah, like, it is. Yeah, like now, we're, now we're TV stars. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they like the taste of fame on their own merit. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> Charity tour to raise money for Mothra's destruction. <laughs> yeah, they got to pay for that too. Now. I do. I do love how they were like, "Oh yeah, Mothra's gonna save us," but um, you guys might get hurt. By the way, sorry. About that. <laughs> <laughs> it really funny to me because they're like, "Oh yeah, Mothra's coming for us. You better run." And they're like, "Wait, <laughs> what? Can't you can't run. stop it." And they're like, "Oh no, Mothra's too much of a one-track mind. We can't convince her otherwise." <laughs> and then it cuts to Mothra fucking slamming through a boat. I know, just destroying everything. She's pretty vicious in this. That's why you don't mess with the fairies, even though <laughs> they do mess with the fairies a lot in the future, and that yeah. does not end well. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I guess that's a good lead-in to the human stuff. Um, uh, and I say we might as well do the same Kong style, because I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, this is a lead-in from the Kong series, if you're familiar with our racism category. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We did not expect this to happen in this one. I don't know. I was like natives. Like that's a Kong thing, right? No one's a racist, but, but no, they were racist. <laughs> yeah, fortunately. Yeah, Ton. Do you want to headline us again? Like in sure. Kong? Once again, we must roll out a, a racism <laughs> chart, but instead of the Kong racism charts, the Mothra <laughs> which admittedly is a very small chart, but still. Yeah. <laughs> So natives show up in this movie on Infant Island, and these Infant Islanders are played by Japanese actors in blackface. Like, these actors are clearly wearing, like, brown makeup to make their skin look darker, which... Yeah. At first I thought it was the lighting, but then it was like, oh, wait, no, they walk into the light, and like, oh, no, they're just wearing brown face. Yeah. <laughs> but... yeah. Mm-hmm. And while some of the other Shoei Toa movies had kind of, like, darker skin makeup this it's way more dramatic in this movie yeah like it's not full-on minstrel show but it's a lot more obvious and kind of awkward and it's a shame too because i think this movie actually unlike the kong films is very much about like that and taking advantage of the natives and like like being like awful to them because because what like nelson does here to the natives, it's not shown as good. It's meant to be really fucked up what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. It's really exploiting the fairies and such. What he found on this island after going there and massacring a lot of them. Yeah. Which is why I really like the bit where, where right before he, he gets shot by the cops, he's like hallucinating the natives he, of the natives he killed. Yeah. Like, like, it's definitely meant to be a bad thing that he did. So it's obviously like the natives are, are meant to be people who were just taken advantage of and unfairly um, uh, treated. Yeah. But it hampers... Oh, go it ahead. It kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know if it's just, like, ignorance or something, because mm-hmm. I don't 
there, I don't think there was any kind of like intentional attempt at like trying to be like a piece of shit. I think they might have just been like, oh yeah, it's just brown face. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, I think I think so too, because especially during that time. And then with that, I was like, oh, we don't have anyone in this skin. Okay, we'll just get extras and put this on them. Yeah, not it's not malicious. But, it's not malicious, but it's not good. Yeah, so. yeah and it, it hasn't aged well, especially compared to Machra versus Godzilla and um, even Ibra. I feel like there, it's not as overt any, like, yeah. darkening they do. Here, it's, like, full-on blackface in a lot of scenes. It's weird, too, because they didn't do that for the Shobajin. Yeah, the that's fairies. the thing. I'm pretty sure we acknowledge another one too. It's it's really weird because like clearly the fairies. I don't know if they're just like nah, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm talking like the peanuts. But like it's just yeah. weird that they wouldn't like do that consistency. I don't know. It just feels strange. But, yeah, yeah. The, the the scene with the natives though getting killed it was really dang to me. I know like they were just, they were just walking and getting shot. I know you're like I obviously don't know what a gun is, but it was really <laughs> dang to me. I like the guy got shot. They're like. Now we'll just keep pressing forward. Like we got this. The next guy will get him. <laughs> and then they get shot. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, to to get to get into the um uh, other characters, the main it's kind of interesting trend to pick which character is the main character. So I'll just go through yeah, like honestly. like the like the four big characters. And I and I start off with um uh, Zanichiro Fukuda, Frankie Sakai, who was the main reporter guy in the movie. He's a really funny character. I really enjoyed him a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, see, Fukuda, right? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Fukuda. That's okay. his name. Yeah, I, I recognized it because like June Fukuda. I was like, oh yeah. But um, yeah, he he's really funny. He he had a lot of charisma. He was a really funny character to have around. Yeah, and I thought he would just be like a super jokey character, but he was mm-hmm. an actual like legitimate character. I like yeah, him. just a little more like. Silly, kind of. Yeah, because Frankie Sakai was a really big comedic actor at the time, so he was that kind of like, like like a big name star to have. But they play him a lot more seriously than you'd expect based on um uh, what yeah. he was beforehand. It's also yeah, it's also really funny to me though. I love the bit where he takes on the four guys by himself and wins. And <laughs> that's all <laughs> that's like, so unexpected. The best show a fight in of all time. It was really funny. How it is. <laughs> The guy was like trying to pull him off the staircase while he was holding on. It was it was it was like one shot. It was really well done. Yeah, but, um, it was it was a it was a cool scene. Done. A dying art form in show film. Yeah. <laughs> done. Yeah, I really liked um Zen. Um, Frankie Sakai does a really good job acting here. Like you kind of expect. It was kind of cool, fun to have, like, he's kind of like the comic relief of the movie, but he's still very much kind of like a serious part of the plot. Mm-hmm. And I, it was kind of nice to have, like, uh, sorry, song history doing this. It's nice not to have, like, an unconventionally not, um, attractive protagonist for one of these movies. Mm-hmm. Where he's not, like, some square <laughs> job handsome Japanese man. It's like he's kind of a more round guy. It was, it was fun. <laughs> and the female lead and the only really main um female character in this movie beyond the beyond the Shobajin is Kyoko Kagawa's Michi Hanamura who was um uh, the photographer. <clears throat> I think I think she's alright. I don't think she gets as much as the other characters here, especially compared to other female characters in the show of films. I think she she does her part well enough here. I think she might be the first um, uh, female journalist character in these movies, but I might be wrong. 
Maybe. It's pretty early on. This was before yeah. like, Godzilla even came back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, besides raids again. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a movie. Um, yeah. I, I, she was awesome. Like, once again, it was really cool to see that kind of archetype in its early forms here. So I, I like the character too. I don't think there's any like bad characters in the movie, but more just, I'm worse, just like mm-hmm. whatever. Kind of like forgettable, I guess. Yeah. I feel like she didn't get as much screen time as she could have. Yeah. She wasn't really as part of the main group this often, I felt. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I liked her presence. Yeah. Um, uh, Ton, do, do you have any, anything to say about her, or are you good? Oh, yeah, I, I agree with Crash. It's, and, and you, um, she doesn't really have a lot. She's kind of really, very much a side character. Will's nice yeah. to have, like, a, you know, not the usual kind of female side character in this. Mm-hmm in this time so that that was good yeah oh and, and, and before i move on crash i looked remember the guy who, who you wanted to know if that was sarazawa's actor yes. in the beginning that was him you got I, right. I, I recognize his face like one of the scientists i, I love how he just shows up in a bunch of the show or film yeah he was always fun to see it's kind of interesting to me how much him and akira takarada showed up but then um uh, emiko's actress kind of dipped after Human. It was a mix of retiring and the fact that for a while she didn't like that she got typecast as like a kaiju film actress, she said. Because she said she would get kids on the streets yelling Godzilla at her and it really annoyed her. So she retired from that for a while. Yeah, that sucks. <clears throat> Plus she also can converted convert the Catholicism and she devoted more of her time to to Catholic charity stuff for a while, she said. What, but the last, I'm glad I'm glad she came back for Destroyer though because that yeah that was, was nice a really nice like, cameo to tie everything together yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's cool I mean no, I think we should just a lot of <clears throat> sometimes like they'll start yeah like, they'll be something super popular and they're just kind of like on their own terms you're like you know like I'm not really interested in it anymore yeah it would have been cool to see her it's a shame she didn't show up more often but obviously that's what she wanted to do that's yeah but yeah continuing on speaking of actors who came back. Later on, after their initial film role, um, uh, we have Hiroshi Koizumi as Dr. Shinichi Chujo, who was really fun to me because, Crash, you knew him first in Tokyo SOS, and then you finally <laughs> got what, what he was coming back for. That that was really cool to see. Because, like, yeah, obviously, Tokyo SOS, I was like, eh. But I like the fact that they tied back to, like, another OG show or film like that. Mm-hmm. So getting to see him in his initial appearance like that and his first experience as Mothra, first ever experience, yeah. was really cool to see, and I liked his character. Uh, for, he kind of starts off, it's like a recluse kind of. He's just kind of like yeah. trying to like not get involved, and maybe they tell him to shave his beard. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was a cool character, super important. Hey, he has like a big connection with the fairies, which is always really cool to see. I feel like in like a lot of the other movies, no characters really kind of as often get that like close connection with the fairies as much. Yeah, because he saved their lives and they come back <clears throat> and save him. So that dynamic yeah. was really awesome to see here with Chujo. And I think it helps make his like reunion in Tokyo SOS a lot more impactful. Yeah. I'm curious how I'll feel about his stuff in Tokyo SOS now that I have a better idea of Mantra yeah. because this was my first time watching Mantra in full as well. So I'm curious how I'll feel if whenever I rewatch Tokyo yeah. SOS on, on that element with him. Yeah. Even though he was definitely always the coolest part of that movie, honestly. for sure, <laughs> might make those scenes better, more better. Yeah, <laughs> though, 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 here though, like you said, he's really fun. I like how he's not the typical male protagonist either, because he's a recluse. He's more shy, and there's no romance arc with him in it, and and, and um, uh, the female main character too, which is nice. Yeah, it's a really interesting change of pace. I like it. Mm-hmm. 
Ton, do you have anything to say about say about Juju? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I agree with you guys. He's um a nice unconventional protagonist. Um, uh, Hiroshi Kozumi's acting is really good as him. Uh, I liked it, kind of a dynamic him and um, Zen had with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a straight man to his antics. That was fun. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was a really nice dynamic like as well. Add a lot of like. Well needed kind of like levity to some of the scenes later on. It was nice. Yeah. Okay. The final main character who we've talked about a little bit before is Clark Nelson, played by Jerry Ito, who I just found out looking into this. Jerry Ito was was a mixed Japanese American, which I think is really cool. I think I can I I I feel like I figured that I was watching because his English was really good and really natural. yeah. <laughs> they why are they going to do that for shit Godzilla? Right. Yeah. I know, right? Like, 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 like back here, Toho got in fucking nineteen sixty one, cast a Japanese American, and you'll and you'll get perfect Japanese and English. Funny how that works. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Jerry Ito does such a good job as Nelson because he's such a slimy asshole, but and it fits so perfectly. <laughs> very scummy, very evil. He goes there, he kills natives. What a bastard! And then um, he steals the fairies, and then continues to exploit them. And then when he's about to get caught, he just fucking leaves the country with his little posse. <laughs> he's he's so slimy. He's such a good yeah. one here. I love him. Even after like like Tokyo's getting fucking smashed by Matra and New Kirk City, which is like some city, is oh, is, yeah. being, is being oh, yeah. destroyed. Oh, is being destroyed by um Matra. He just doesn't care. And like when he gets out, he fucking kills a cop too. I know. <laughs> he's yeah. trying to get away. <laughs> I was kind of surprised he was going nuts because they were all yeah. like hounding him. They're like, "Nelson, we found you. Get out of the car." He's like, "You know what? Just die." <laughs> and then yeah. he got shot down. Yeah, then he fucking dies. Like, damn. Yeah. Pretty pretty shot down too. Like I was kind of surprised about that. But yeah, he he's I think one of the best parts, one of the best human characters in this movie. He. Is so slimy but so fun to watch on screen, I think. And he's such an evil bastard. And the little crew who like of yes men who always follow him around. Mm-hmm. They even kidnap a kid. <laughs> Not kidnap. They tie him up and hide him under yeah. a chair. <laughs> they're okay. such assholes and it's really funny to me. Like they're so terrible. But yeah, um uh Ton, do you have anything anything to say about Nelson? Yeah, Nelson's real um like you guys said, Jerry Edo does a really good job. Acting, he really feels like someone kind of like of like a mixed heritage, and else is just a really fun antagonist. Like all the antagonists are really, really fun. They're kind of bumbling villains, but still like really very threatening, but yeah, in like a not too grim way. <laughs> so, so they have a lot of really good moments, and, and it has a bit of like slapstick to this. Mm-hmm, I yeah, sound really well. Okay, something really funny which I just found out. Do you guys remember remember the um uh, what do you call? It? Oh, oh, the other professor who was from um uh, Nelson's home country who went who went with them on on the expedition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you want to know what role he would later end up playing in the Godzilla films? Because apparently he ended up doing a lot of these kaiju movies because he lived in Japan as like a, as like a marine. Oh no! What's that? He was the fucking Sitopian guy, the Sitopian emperor. Wait, wait, the main, really? That was <laughs> yes, yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my god! So, so after <laughs> after the events of Mothra, he went underground and found an entire civilization. Oh wait, oh wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. He he wasn't he wasn't um uh, the, the scientist guy. He was the police chief. 
That's so, really, really funny to me. Yeah, the old, the older man looking guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. And, and he also he also was a he was a he was a U.S. Navy pilot in King Kong versus Godzilla, and he was in another um, same character. And he was in another Toho monster movie called Um the Gorilla, which we'll get to eventually. It's all the same character. He was just around <laughs> living. But that's life. just really funny to me that he was in those. That's why he hated Godzilla because in King Kong he almost died. It all makes sense. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> that's really funny though, and it. <laughs> It, it kind of shows like often they were like, "Hey, you, you speak English, right? Come into our movie, please." <laughs> <laughs> well, last thing what they would do is they would directly um uh, put out flyers for casting calls in U.S. military bases, and that's where they would get a lot of those that actors. It's really funny. It's funny because a lot of times they're like they do it really well, or it, it's really like you can tell they're just like right off the street. <laughs> yeah, it always depends. It's really funny, and I love it. All right, is there any other human characters anyone would want to talk about, or should we move on um, to the films um, of the movie? Um, there's that one guy in Nelson's posse that's spoke English. Um, yeah, but it makes sense because he does because Nelson also understands English. So I was like, yeah, but I wonder if he understood Japanese. I guess, <laughs> but I, I don't. I, know. <laughs> I, I, I think it's kind of interesting that Nelson's posse was a mix of Japanese people and native Brazilians that he brought with him. Real, real oh. And Sophia, we gotta talk about that next. I don't think there's any other human characters to talk yeah. about. I mean, the fairies count? Should I mean, talk? yeah, sure, if you want to talk about them more. Okay, yeah, obviously, this is cool into the fairies first, like, ever interpretation of Mothra. With, um, the peanuts who come back, like, yep. times, which is cool. To yeah, see. yeah, and they here, came back in Matraverse, and they came back in Ghidorah, so they came back yeah. to work. <laughs> they have a little, a little a different outfit, and they put their hair down. Yeah, I like yeah. The designs they have in each movie. But one thing I found really funny, I mentioned we were watching, was um, when they're on the live shows, they have a completely new outfit, and I was like, that implies that there's like a tailor who makes tiny clothes for these girls, <laughs> really tiny outfits for them. <laughs> I think that's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, that that's on the page. It's cool to see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the flying chariot. <laughs> But um, yeah. I guess what do you want to go over now? I guess we can go over. Okay, can we talk about fucking realistic? Realist, what's it called? Tony, remember the name? Uh, oh yeah, the country of realistic. Realistic? No. Oh. It's like real, or something. I don't know. It was a really weird name. It's a really oh. weird like bootleg ass fucking yeah country. yeah Roselica. it was just really funny, really funny to me because it's so obviously meant to be america and i'm just surprised they didn't make it overt because they're usually <laughs> not that subtle really with it i know so here it's just like yeah like realistic realistic i can't i can't pronounce new, new kirk city new kirk city and so I said the can is that Mothra just completely decimates it and destroys <laughs> it. And that's why he never comes back. <laughs> I mean, that'll make as much sense as anything as why it didn't come back. It's really funny, too, because their flag is so obviously meant to be, like, the American flag and, like, the culture and, like, styles yeah, and names <laughs> are so American. What's interesting, though, because I feel like the themes of the movie are really strong and present. Like, a lot of the movie themes are about how natives are mistreated, like the fact that they tried to cover up there was natives on Infant Island mm-hmm. after they nuked it, which like yeah. which like is really similar. And Ton, if you want to chime in here because you're a history guy, how America would take advantage of native populations in the Pacific for their nuclear tests. 
Yeah, during like um, the Cold War, before um, surface testing nuclear weapons were uh, banned, uh, the U.S. you know because of World War II had a lot of territories that they occupied, so we would just test nuclear weapons in the ocean, and the kind of thought process was, oh, you know, we're testing out in the middle of nowhere, we're not going to hurt everybody. I'm, we're not gonna hurt anybody, ignoring mm-hmm. the fact that there are tons of people. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people got sick from radiation, and and and, and and that's not even also mention the fact that when they were testing islands, like like Bikini Atoll was populated, and America was like, everybody get the fuck out and move, which is really fucked up. Yeah, so the. There was a nice bit of commentary about that kind of stuff in this movie. Like, yeah, it's not subtle at all, but Honda <laughs> was really subtle when it came to themes, and it, it works here. It's really yeah. Cool. There's also the fact that um, something which I find interesting too, though, is also there's a lot of religious Im- imagery in this film too, like the cross, which is not seen a lot in in Japanese stuff at this point because Christianity was still fairly new to Japan by this point after it was banned for centuries. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder how much of that is is is, is Subaraya because he was a Catholic, like a staunch Catholic. Interesting. So I'm curious if that was from his influence. Yeah, they, but Thorn Crash? Yeah, so say maybe they might have used that to help bring a more like I guess kind of like rich element to Mothra's like kind of lore yeah. history and stuff, I imagine. Because I feel like just those, yeah, that that kind of like symbolism helps give that feeling of like you know this is ancient civilization. It's kind of like an older. There's a lot of history there, I guess, and like more like fantastical stuff as well. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of history stuff. Um, I would mock like like also really funny though is some of the outdated science, like with Polynesia being one big landmass. <laughs> yeah, that is not accepted anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I think it's all it's all done really well, like the symbolism mm-hmm. imagery stuff. They yeah. Use it, well, it's not like just kind of there just because. Yeah. Just like, yeah, like the benefit of Infant Island and Mothra and such. Mm-hmm. But go on, Ton? Oh, I was saying. Oh, okay. I want to be sure. All right. Wow. This is very short by our standards for, for Showa films. Anything, any, any other topics anybody has in mind to talk about? Yeah, uh, did they say Skull Island in this movie? They did not. I'm just kidding. That's not not the same <laughs> series. Yeah, but this one's an interesting one. It's um more low key, shorter one. This was before the show or like movie MonsterVerse has even been really established as much because this, this is when all the yeah. show films were coming out. So there was no like yeah, Godzilla was dormant at this point too. Godzilla vs King Kong had to come out. So it was interesting and cool to see them come up with a quotation mark original monster to put on. Yeah. And I think it's it's really done well. It's a really fun intro for Mothra mm-hmm. too. Yeah, well, and, like this is like this is one of the first original um, Toho monsters. Well, original quote unquote because it's a, <laughs> yeah, like you were saying it's an adaptation. But like though, if you think about it, this was only after like Rodan and um Varan. She was the third per se in terms of non Godzilla solo solo one. So it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 very classic Showa. I really like that about it, and everything with and it's interesting here to see Infant Island in its prime because I don't think we really get to see that much afterwards. Obviously, because it gets fucking heated, blown up. Yeah, but we do get Skeletal. But <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was cool to come back and get to see the history behind it, which I think will also help 
give more impact to Mava versus where we see it's been decimated by that point. And the Infinite Islanders are very yeah about all of the stuff the humans have done to them, which makes sense because considering what happened in this movie and what happened after that too. Yeah, poor Infinite Island. It just kind of makes the ending bittersweet because we're like, yes, we'll, we'll leave Infinite Island alone, and then you find out in the in like the very next monster movie, Monster vs. Yeah. Godzilla. Oh no, actually, America nuked it, or well, what we <laughs> presume to be America. It could be Relis- Relisca. <laughs> Relisca doing it again. Relisca. They came back for one last like bitch move, I guess. <laughs> Relisca back at it again. <laughs> I, that's like one thing I wonder if they're able to reference again. Like just that weird country they made up. Yeah. Really funny. Like at a UN conference, there's just like the flag in the background or something. That'd be really funny to see. Relisca <laughs> and, and, and Seradia. <laughs> exactly coming together once and for all. I but love yeah, I'm a, the, like jank countries that they make up. It's always really funny. <laughs> well, it reminds me of like Marvel countries and stuff like that too, or like DC countries like Kondok or like Sokovia. <laughs> Sokovia? Latveria. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. But it's, just, it, it's funny because in Godzilla, like, they're just like, it's pretty clear what it's supposed to be. They just, yeah. like, we want to make it this, but we're not going to use that because, you know. I don't know if there's yeah. like out of fear or something or respect, but it's like, yeah, Reliska, not America. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think now's a good time to close this out. Yeah. Um, uh, Crash, do, do you want to give your closing thoughts on Mothra? Yes. Um, I would say if you like any show or movie at all, you definitely enjoy this. It's fun. It feels like show. It's classic. Again, to the origins of one of the biggest Toho monsters. It's a lot of fun. And I think really cool. It'll help you appreciate her a lot more. So I would easily recommend this if you like any of the show era movies. Mm-hmm. Tom? Yeah, uh, dude, Crash. Um, it's a solid show movie. You can't go wrong with a Honda movie, honestly. It's fun. Uh, straightforward. It's easy to get into. Um, mm-hmm. and the effects are really good. Like, um, I, I can't really say if it's better. It's not better than Godzilla or anything, really. That compared, it was, it's just it's another, just another part of the process. It's fun to see like where Mothra comes from. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend it. It's really fun. Yeah, I I really enjoy Matra. I think it's one of the best solo ventures. It's a really unique um, show movie, too, and it really set up a lot of stuff going forward. And it it introduced one of the most important aspects of the the Godzilla mythos with Matra. So I I definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's really enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, go check it out. All right, this has been our our Easter special. Um, uh, I hope everyone has a happy and safe holiday, no matter what you celebrate around this time of year. Thank you for listening and have and have an enjoyable holiday.